Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I am your host, Josh Scar, and joining me this week is someone very special, one of my favorite people, someone who has never listened to an episode of the podcast, and my partner, my wife, Ricky. Ricky, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Ricky, it is a pleasure to have you on because obviously we spend so much time together. We needed to spend a little bit more. And this week we're going to be talking our favorite super teams and we're going to do a tier list. But the caveat is they can't be known for individual accomplishments. They have to be known as the team. So no Avengers, no Justice League. If you think of anyone who has like solo adventures, I think there is one exception in the the X-Men because Wolverine gets to have a bunch of solo adventures because he's Wolverine, but he's mostly known as an X-Man. So he, the X-Men get to be on the list. So in other words, a fish out of water for your favorites. Sorry. <laughs> a little bit. So Ricky, for the listeners at home, because obviously I know most of these answers, let us know a little bit about the influences from your youth that many of us would have been made fun of for, but now everyone's like, oh, you love this thing? I do too. Because now there's no shame. We're adults. Where kids get made fun of because kids suck. <laughs> so the biggest one's probably Sailor Moon. Absolutely love a crime fighter who can whine and complain in one second and then kick some butt. Let's see. Dad and I were on a Delta Force League in middle school. Even went to one of the guy's weddings. <laughs> And we would play land parties of Age of Empires. And I probably watched the Saturday morning cartoons well into high school when everyone else is doing cool things or sleeping off parties from the night before. And one of the things when we first met that I thought was really interesting about you was that you were, at least as far as the animes go, you were more into the Digimon cartoon than you were the Pokemon at the time. Yeah, and it's kind of come back a little bit. They just released that Pokemon, or bleh, <laughs> Digimon Survive, I think it's called. And it looks really scary. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you will not play it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get her for years to watch A Quiet Place. She won't do it. No. I think I got her to watch Cloverfield once. But I can't remember if we actually if I actually did get her to watch it. I, I have a vague. I may have listened. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick ad break from the man who created our theme music, Leo Allen at Voluntary Input. We'll be right back. Hi. I'm Leo Allen from Voluntary Input. Voluntary Input is a podcast in which I talk people and tech. And often I get to talk to some of the amazing people behind the tech. Simply visit voluntaryinput.com to find all the ways you can listen and subscribe to the show so that you don't miss an episode. Select contact if you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, or better yet, select register as a guest because we're always looking for great guests like you. And welcome back. And again, I'm here with my wonderful partner, Ricky. We're going to talk superhero teams, 
tier list, which uh, we have tiermaker.com. We created a list, or I created a list of, I believe, 32 super teams. Some of these she may know, some of them they she may not. There's one in there that I don't even know, but Antonio Palacios from the Cultworthy podcast suggested it. So I put it on the list just to appease my guy. And uh, we'll give it. We'll see what we can come up with just from looking at the the team logo or something, and see where we can't find it. But let's start off this tier list. You ready? Do I have a choice? You volunteered, so no, you don't. First up, we have the A team. Where would you put the A team on the tier list? Uh, starting with S for I, I don't even know what S stands for. It's superior, satisfactory. I don't know. Then A, B, C, D, F. I don't really know much about them. I know. <laughs> I mean, you, Mr. Had, T, obviously. You have <laughs> Who else the, is on there? You have Face, uh, who's like their infiltration guy. He can uh, pretend to be almost anyone. And then I forget the explosion expert, or what What would it be, pyrotechnic? No, not pyrotechnic. He, he's the explosions expert. I forget his name. Um, and then you have, I think, is it Duke is the leader? I can't even remember. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just know they have a good theme song. I think for the theme song alone, I would give them a B, but I don't know. Maybe where would you put them for based on what you know about them? Well, seeing as how Mr. T has kind of stood the test of time. Yeah, sure. All right. A team gets influential a B. enough. Yeah. And you get the theme song. Bam, bam, bam. Bum, bum, bum. Speaking of great theme songs, next up we have Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And this is the full team, not just from the most recent movie. So it's not just Chippendale. You've got Gadget, you've got Monterey Jack, you got Zipper. All whole... those gumshoes. <laughs> For a nostalgia factor alone, I think they would be minimum a B. But maybe I could be convinced to go to an A based on what you think. Well, we're dealing with addiction and <laughs> somewhat of a superiority complex. You got just... They're for everyone, right? Whether your kid's just playing with the fun of it, bright colors, or digging a little deeper into their problems. And, I mean, there there is a compelling character arc there that you're talking about. Because, yeah, you've got addiction with Monterey Jack, uh, which in the new movie, they basically make it a cocaine addiction. You've also got uh, Gadget, who's breaking gender barriers. And then you've got Chippendale, who just wacky duo. And Zipper, who no one understands, but Dennis Haysbert voiced him in the movie. That that also is kind of... I know we said the movie doesn't count, but Dennis Haysbert kind of covers all barriers. I I would go with at least a B, like I said. Yeah, and like credit to the animators, too, with Gadget, that she's not like that stereotypical butch mechanic, too. Like, she's... She's pretty still... appealing for a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were there are many a young man from the 90s and 80s who would admit to having crushes on Gadget. Not saying I'm one of them, but not saying I'm not. Just moving on. Uh, next up, we have Fantastic Four, Marvel's first family. No. Uh, no. Uh, I'm I'm giving them an A. So again, unless you you veto from somewhere else, just because was of there them. a show? There was there's been a multiple TV shows. No, 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 the movies. We got the comics and we've got. So you're just saying in general, yeah, not because, based off of okay. Because of their influence alone, they they're the like almost the original super team. Uh, Marvel's first family, like I said, uh, they their influence alone, I think, makes them an A because without the Fantastic Four, we really don't end up getting the Avengers as soon as we do. 
we comics don't really grow as much as they do i don't think without the fantastic four Eh. <laughs> well, I think that N knocks them down to a B. We'll we'll throw Not everyone can be a B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's gonna be C is average. Come on. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll we'll knock the A team down to a C because yeah. But Fantastic Four and Chip and Dale, we'll we'll leave them at Bs. Next up, we have the Gummy Bears. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just because of the theme song alone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a secret recipe that makes you bounce around. Well, for us, it would make us super strong, which who doesn't want to be super strong? But, like, you're talking about family dynamic in Fantastic Four. Well, I mean, I think that they have better, like, family come togetherness, working out problems, all, all that, you know? <laughs> Someone is showing they haven't read Fantastic Four comics. <laughs> I'm not gatekeeping. I, I'm just, I'm giving her a hard time because, I, as I said, she's my partner. She's my best friend. You got to give. Blame it on Hollywood. They haven't translated <laughs> it very well. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, we just got to get to 2024. November 2024. Fantastic Four maybe will actually be good. And Sp- Spider-Man will steal the show. Here's, here's going to be a controversial one. The seven from oh. the boys. <laughs> they get an F. F. Yeah. They they do not fight crime at all. That's one thing we haven't really been talking about in any of this is this is supposed to be like crime fighting efficiency along with our fanboyish, fangirlishness for the teams. Oh, um yeah, I thought so. Oh okay. I th- I didn't explain the rules very well. But yeah, so like their efficiency in solving crimes and whatnot as well. Uh which they, they don't solve crimes, they create them, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, uh, outside of Starlight, does Starlight give them maybe a little bit of a curve and bring them up to a D, or do we just grade them all together? So, I don't know that I would have included them in this list, because really, they don't do very much. They make their movies in the show as a team, but they don't, they're not really a team, in my opinion. They kind of do their own individual thing. You're not wrong, but they, they are showcased on the show as a team as a super team and they have the uh their crime fighting statisticians uh that we saw a little bit of in season three so i I thought it would be an interesting curveball to throw because again they're they're not good at their jobs they're just just needed someone to put an f (laughs) well we'll see what else that comes up uh but it was a fun one to to just throw in there as a curve but yeah the seven from the boys they're an f tier um, this one I know is already going to be an S. It is Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> so why why are they S tier? Because they are genuine. They're besides the episodes where they intentionally are dealing with you know teen development and they're not being themselves. They are usually always themselves and they always support each other. Uh, in the end, plus there's cats. And like I said before. Sailor Moon can turn around and be like, I am starving. This guy is ugly. Why are they always coming after us? And then just turn around with her girls behind her being, you got this girl, and go and kick their butt. And they usually end up saving the day one way or another, even Mm -hmm. if Tuxedo Mask has to intervene. Well, see, he usually doesn't actually do anything. He throws a rose and be like, girl, get your shit together put your head back on and she's like you're right you're so hot like okay 
My bad. Well, I'm, I'm not one to argue with any of that, so we will leave Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts in the S tier. Next up, we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I would put them... I'm going to put them A tier, because at, at a certain point they stop fighting crime, and it's mostly just about the Shredder and extra-dimensional fights. So, like, yeah, the Foot Clan still does crimes across the city, but it's usually about the bigger Shredder, Krang, Krang. Krang, not Kang, uh, and Technodrome and all that sort of stuff. And eventually the Power Rangers mix in there too sometimes. I don't know much about their stories. I know we had a VHS and we had a Shredder and like two of the Ninja Turtle dolls from my brother. They eat pizza though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that again, it gets them an A. Uh, I mean, uh, as buff as they are and having a diet of almost exclusively pizza that's pretty impressive turtle metabolism protein next up the x-men i'll let you start with this one well be careful here katie oh yeah can't offend katie <laughs> so we'll, we'll give them a seat no i'm joking i would give the x-men an a because again we're talking we were we gave uh the fantastic four influential curve as well mm -hmm. um the x-men are fighting oppression and racism essentially uh while also fighting crime and saving the world and for being an allegory for the civil rights movement and kind of transitioning into lgbtq rights uh, the x-men are timeless in that manner because they can always stand for some kind of equal rights movement which i get make, makes the the curve for them just consistently high so i'm, I'm gonna put them at an a because they're for as many great X-Men stories that there are, there are also a lot of bad ones. And also Wolverine is overexposed. There's a lot of other, do we call them mutants? What do you call them? Mutants, yeah. Yeah. Uh, got some pretty cool powers and everything, and they deserve a chance to be in the forefront too. But yeah, Wolverine, I, I just, I hate to take them down because of one character who's extraordinarily popular, but there's, what, seven, eight X-Men movies? And almost all of them are centered around Wolverine, even though they're called X-Men. And then he has his own. Yeah, and then he has his own trilogy of movies as well. They could update some costumes, though. <laughs> yes. With that, I think I think an A rank is good. And then you also, again, if we're talking TV show considerations or multimedia considerations, classic theme song. So X-Men gets an A. And then this is the one that Antonio recommended. This is Silverhawks, which I'm going to pull up. So this is before my time uh, as far as um, watching animated series, but this was during the Thundercats He-Man era. I have no idea what this show is. I'm not going to look up a wiki until after we decide a rank, but uh, this is this is the image <laughs> Space here. Cowboy. Yeah, that seems what it is. Like is that almost... Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? I have no idea. <laughs> That one I'm not sure on. I think I did a palms routine to it. <laughs> uh, but there's this guy with a weird George Washington armor hair. Yeah, and then his wife. His wife that has Martha. armored hair as well. With yeah. <laughs> and then their kid with. <laughs> Is that a kid or a uh, monkey? It's a mm, a sprite. A sprite, maybe. And then you've got Space Cowboy with, and like they all have power morphers too from Power Rangers. Then some guy with like a weird belly buttons. Is that a, a hippo head or a python? I like. 
There's the, yeah, they look like teeth. Yeah, from a hippo, the bottom teeth coming out, and then you he's got like a weird Richie Rich well, middle part. Hippos don't have pointy teeth. No, so yeah, maybe bullhorns on his chin. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, so <laughs> just based on these images, what do you think we have here? <laughs> Antonio's my guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a B just because Antonio suggested them, and if he suggests them, that means that maybe they're a little more. They have more of a cult following than they do popular pop culture. And if uh, I were coming across these guys in space, I would definitely be a little more uneasy with them than I would like Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Look at, this, look at this one. He's doing like a weird reverse oh, he only space has pull up. One cover on his. He's got maybe he's got a robotic hand, and then his right arm is not robotic. Sure. Look at this one. He's even branding. He's got a football jersey with the Starhawks logo on it. She's got a jacket, and he's playing an electric guitar with a laser. <laughs> Rocking cowboy. <laughs> Antonio, what have you done to us? This is a rabbit hole. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, look at that hair. Look at hair. that hair. He, he dyed his hair. I guess he was a... Uh, Moon striker. <laughs> he's uh, tired of going, uh, what is it, a silver fox? He didn't want to be a silver hawks anymore. He wanted is to be it? a, a bronze. I don't even know. Mm. Blonde hawk? Midlife crisis. Yeah. There must have been something in that episode. But we'll, we'll give him a B just for Antonio. This one, I don't expect you to know. It's the new Justice Team from Futurama. In an episode of Futurama, Fry, Bender, or Fry and Leela get a, a muscle relaxing cream that also grants the user superpowers. And then Bender, being a robot, just becomes part of the team. And I'm sure they don't actually fight crime. <laughs> they do. They try to stop a super criminal from stealing a Gemerald, but they fail because shenanigans ensue and then the the villain finds out who leela's parents are and he kidnaps them and they give him the gemerald and then they decide to go become villains for a while while their powers still work so uh i'm gonna give them a d because they at least became renowned in their short period of time but then they became villains so i'm gonna give them a d next up we have the paw patrol <laughs> only you, you, because of the frequency of repetition you can hear the parental pause of disgust i threw that one in there just because i knew it would get a reaction but i mean they do a pretty good job so you're saying a c even though they cause a lot of problems as well it's not them who really causes the problems so you're, you're raising paw patrol up to a, a b no 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 <laughs> No, C C is good. C is good. Because they, they don't they can't do it without Ryder. Ryder with his uh uncanny ability of foresight and knowing who he needs exactly when he needs it. Right. And the fact that time and doesn't matter. How quickly he's able to Analyze. assemble these elaborate technologies that I will give the movie the movie credit for one joke, which is they laid into merchandising really hard because they yeah. were they were asking how they got that new tower and all those new toys. And he's like, merchandising? <laughs> that was a great Spaceballs reference there. If only he had said merchandising. But I'm sure that would have been viewed as like racially insensitive. 
Yeah. So I, I'll give you a C because, yeah, they, they get the job done. Yeah. They wouldn't, ha- they'd be out of a job if the people in the town weren't so daft. <laughs> I swear. You don't want a mare with a chicken in her purse? No. <laughs> All right, so this next one uh, is maybe another curveball. I I have no frame of reference for it, but it's Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Heard of them? Uh huh. No, you haven't even heard of them. No, I have heard okay. of them, but I I never saw that. Okay, neither did I. We'll give them a C, just because Taylor Lautner and I forget. Oh, is it really? Yeah, he was Shark Boy, and I forget the Lava Girl's name. No, I'm thinking of. Uh, Spy Kids. The girl from Spy Kids eventually grew up to become. Oh, a... I love her. Yeah. She's in my Hallmark movies. <laughs> exactly. I follow her. She has some kids. They're so sweet. <laughs> Speaking of sweet kids, we have Team Avatar Ang. Where would we put Team Avatar Ang? And I'm specifying Team Avatar Ang because we do have another Team Avatar to talk about. I would put them yeah. in S tier. Yes. You you've got. A whole dynamic of a world coming together for a one cause, and most of them have superpowers. They e- do. They even though in that, in that world, they're not necessarily considered superpowers because almost everyone can have them. Yeah. But, like, the whole we're coming out of a very oppressive, divided world, and they're coming together from different corners of it, and even who we think is the bad guy at the beginning of the whole series, kind of changes his ways and emerges a bigger threat from somewhere else. Sister. <laughs> the sister. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's a pretty good journey. Yeah, it's it's an all-time classic series, and you, you can't disca- discredit how well-written that show is. We're we can going- discredit the live-action. I cannot discredit the live action just because that's what got me watching the animated series. Okay. So I, I give the the live action credit for at least making me curious enough to go see it. Because you've heard this story before, but maybe listeners haven't. I don't know. Uh, but I had a friend who was telling me, you need to watch the show. And I was like, it's on Nickelodeon. I'm 23. I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore. And then some friends and I went to go see the movie. After we got off our shift at GameStop, and it was bad. So, over the next like week or so, I saw that the series had gone up on Netflix, and I watched the first episode. I was like, oh, that's that's fun. Okay, let's see what the next episode is. And then I ended up binging all, what is it, like 77 episodes in three days. As you should. <laughs> as is, if you as, have not yet, please do. As one should do. And then I remember we watched it when we first moved in together and you uh, took the DVDs, the box sets to your dad and you were like, you need to watch this. As, as we one do should. with <laughs> most of the stuff that we watch. So this one's going to be a little more interesting. Um, I know we just had a, a duo with Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but... I went with the live-action Tick and Arthur, mostly because I don't have a frame of reference for the animated Tick. I never got into it for whatever reason, but the the live-action Tick series was really good, and Arthur and the Tick are inseparable in that series. Wherever Arthur is, the Tick follows. It's not like the Tick is going off on his own, so I feel like they are a team, even though they are a duo, because two can still be a team. Okay, you've argued your point. Um, I think I only caught 
what, an episode or two while you were watching that. I know of the animated, but I don't really know much about them. So you you do you here. <laughs> uh, I swear we watched that series together. Maybe not. I thought no. we had. Or maybe I was reading. <laughs> maybe. I'm I'm gonna give the Tick and Arthur from the live action series. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a B. They solved the big crime really well, but the little crimes they struggled with. But that's because the big crime always ended up coming back at them because of what they were trying to uncover. But that's all I really have to say. And also watch the live action tick on Amazon Prime. Next up, another duo suggested by Dan from Casting Views. Sherlock Holmes and... Is it James Watson? No. James? I think it's James. I'm pretty sure it's James because uh, on House... It's uh, Sherlock Holmes' show that's disguised as a, a medical drama. And his best friend is James Wilson. And House is supposed to be Holmes. And Wilson is Watson. So James Watson, James Holmes, they share the name. Cool story. Yeah. <laughs> so as a crime-fighting team, where would you put Holmes and Watson? Just in general, or are we... Sp- specifying this cartoon i just grabbed an image so i knew what it was because oh, there's so okay. many iterations I, say, I don't know what that is yeah there's so um, many iterations of them that i just grabbed something that i was like okay i know that's sherlock holmes um this is surprisingly you know because started as novels right or something like that yep. something i've actually never read but is it robert downey jr I, did cho- I I didn't want to do that one because they were more individualized where I suppose so, yeah. Watson was trying to break away from it while Robert Downey Jr.'s Holmes is... He's like, a, I've had enough of you. He's a boozy Batman, essentially. I, I suppose C or D for them because they don't really... I'll leave him at a C because if we're talking influences, among other things... Batman doesn't really happen without Sherlock Holmes. Okay. And a lot of other things. What are our rules here? We make them up as we go. There's no set rules. Great. Next up, the Guardians of the Galaxy, as suggested by Raphael from the Geeky Dad podcast. They got trouble. (laughs) In River City? Obviously not. (laughs) I I would almost venture to put them at a C tier. Partially because they're relatively new as far as the pop culture references go. And the team that has now influenced what's in the comics really kind of dumbed down what the Guardians became for a while. And, like, it's fine. They're, they're, it, there's an entertainment factor to it. But they what is currently the frame of reference for Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think they're as good at their jobs as the previous iterations of the guardians of the galaxy. I was about to say, like, I feel like what I know of them, they'd rather run from a fight just to live than to actually like defeat evil. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was trying to say, but that's maybe more succinct. And you also have the, the mercenary factor that the the Marvel movies have built into them, yeah. where they're not necessarily seeking out justice, they're seeking out a payday. Yeah, and I think that takes away takes away a little bit from their 
uh, honor system, I guess, that we also are now building into this. Come on. Yeah. So this is another one that I don't think you'll have much to chime in on, but it was was suggested by Raphael again. It's the Doom Patrol, which is a, a rare mainstream comic team where uh they are known for their team not necessarily as individuals uh if there is one individual on that team that has become more well known as a solo hero it's cyborg but he's also well more well known for teen titans uh i don't know much about doom patrol i've watched a little bit of the hbo max series it's always been a solid comic and the TV series from what I've heard is really well regarded. I just, I couldn't get into it for whatever reason. I think Titans had a big thing to do with me not wanting to watch any more DC live action stuff. Um, but for their popularity alone, I think I would give them a C. Okay. Okay. Moving on. The Thundercats. Again, this is another one. My brother had <laughs> toys of, <laughs> but I was a little too young when that was popular. Yeah, I believe this one was also referenced or uh, suggested by Raphael. Um, I don't have a big frame of reference for the 80s series. I watched the 2010 reboot, which was really good, but it was only 22 episodes and was canceled on uh, a pretty big tease. And I really hate that it, it was canceled. And anyone that has the opportunity to watch that series, I would recommend it, even if it does leave you hanging like I, I was. Um I think, again, for the pop culture reference alone, I would give them a C, but I have no other frame of reference to really judge this on. Next up, we have an R-rated action team, The Expendables. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I believe they're making a fourth one, and they're still talking about maybe making the... Is there that many? Yeah, they made a trilogy. The first two were R, the third one was PG-13, and they killed Liam Hemsworth. I think. Where have I been? I don't know. <laughs> that was before we met. Uh, why did you put this? <laughs> Again, it was ref- it was suggested by Raphael. I'm not going to shortchange my guy. Okay. Um, again, this is they're they're in the mercenary factor, so I think I would give them a, I'd give them a C because they at least get the job done. They might get some uh some have have some casualties. That's what I was yeah. But they and collater- no worse than Batman <laughs> and collateral damage. But uh, overall, I think they, they get the job done for what they get hired to do. So I'll, I'll give them a C. Concur? Sure. Sure. Next up, another another curve. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. More specifically, the good one with George Clooney. So not the all-female team? That would be Ocean's Eight. But uh, oh, I was it? more referring to the really bad Dean Martin movie. Oh. So this this one I, I, I threw in as a curveball because are they really a crime-fighting team or are no, they just they're thieves? they're all individuals who came together. They usually work alone, so they don't really fit our... Okay, so we get, we'll give them an F. Next up, we have the Autobots. Yeah. I mean, I never really understood the appeal here, so like... It's giant robots. Yeah, but but they're cars, and our cars always break. So, <laughs> so do theirs. <laughs> I guess that's some real good, like, <laughs> alien DNA. They need a lot of strength. Um. Yeah. If 
I, I this is another one where uh, it was mid early '80s, so I was a little too young for Transformers. My only frame of reference is Shia LaBeouf. And... Yeah, exactly. Those mm-hmm. are those movies are not good, but you you have to give credit where it's due to the the action at least. But the collateral well, damage and give him a B for Bumblebee. <laughs> that was a good movie. The opening sequence alone. All right, this is the this is the one I've been waiting for. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Go go Power Rangers. Go go. I'm gonna give them. Uh, if we're taking collateral damage into account, which we just recently started doing, I'm gonna move them down to a B. I was gonna give them an A, yeah, but they they destroy that city every week. Oh, the big! I was about to say no. They are they're always like kicking out in the desert, but you're talking about once they like are in the Megazord. Yeah, well, maybe it's once a month they're in the city and they destroy it, but that that poor city has incurred so much damage. A lot of wasted smoothies too. Overheads. <laughs> Come on. Poor Ernie. Bulk and skull just having food thrown all over him. Plus, I'm pretty sure I watched this like until I went to college. (laughs) Again, one of the one of the first nerd things she ever admitted to me, and one of the first little lights that went, You might love this girl. So Power Rangers, the original Mighty Morphin, because there's so many Power Rangers teams. Um, I know I'm going to be doing another Team Avatar, but we would be here for two hours if we were talking all 30 years of Power Ranger teams. Oh, the first time they only had like three of them start and the other two were evil. My mind was blown. (laughs) But my formula. (laughs) What are they going to What's going to happen? All right, next up we have for uh, one of our best friends, Katie. Uh, I don't know if Katie even listens to the podcast. Probably not. You don't even listen to the podcast. Why would nope. Katie? Uh, we have Mystery Inc. from Scooby-Doo. Where would they go in the crime-fighting tier list? I think I would put them at a B. They're incompetent, you know but they get the job done. They get, I was saying the same they thing. They solve every case. Wow, we should get married. <laughs> I can't. I'm already taken. <laughs> Next up, we have the Powerpuff Girls. This is another collateral damage one that we have to consider. <laughs> but they're so cute. <laughs> and Tara Strong. I was within a foot of her once. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Nope, you were too shy. Dude, okay, they have to be at least an A. I, I think A is fair. The attitude really shaped a lot. Of people like you know it wasn't just that like PR type of good guys yeah and they had a little bit of a Ninja Turtles dynamic too where Buttercup no not Buttercup it's Blossom Buttercup Bubbles yeah so Buttercup Buttercup would you know get into a fight with either Bubbles or Blossom and she she was the Raphael of the group and she just wanted to do her own thing but also she needed her sisters because Sisterhood. Mm. And you know they're adopted, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And next we have Team Korra from Avatar Legend of Korra. They're not as good. They're not quite as good, and there's also a lot more collateral damage with them. Yeah, I mean, the series itself touches on a lot more issues, However, I don't think 
And nothing on the characters. It's just the writers. They're not like... They don't handle the situations as well as teaming. It's one of those series where you you yell at them because you're like, no, stupid, go right. Or (laughs) you already had this conversation three episodes ago. Don't you remember? That was probably my biggest complaint about this series is that Korra did not learn shit for like three out of the four seasons. Yeah. She was always doing the same thing. She learned how to airbend and then she just went back to being cocky and headstrong. And I just, I, I think a B is fair for them mm-hmm. because I think the, the group dynamic was really strong, uh, but they just didn't, they, they, ferret. And yeah. And yeah, you, they probably alone bumps them up a letter grade. So I think maybe, maybe we'll give them an A. They're not as good as team Ang, but they have Pabu. In that last episode. The last episode, yes. And Naga. We, you can't forget the polar bear dog. She's a good she's girl. So, she's a good girl. Good girl. <laughs> All right. Another curveball. The boys. From The Boys. Oh. I think they get an F as well because they get nothing done and they create a lot of collateral damage. Yeah, but as men, as much fighting as they do, and you go back to talk about family dynamic, like they are a found family, and they they keep coming back and keep supporting each other, and they haven't, yeah, they haven't gotten the job done yet. Fair point. We need to see how it goes. Season four is probably going to be the last season, um, so maybe not an F. Do you think a D or a C? I think a D is okay. Because they don't get the job done, but. They're, they're dynamic enough. and Yeah. Okay. Closing in on the final six here, we have the crew of Serenity Aww. from Firefly. Which, again, mercenaries, not necessarily superhero teams. I mean, super teams is more generalized, but... They're not coming in like guns a-blazing like the other ones we've talked about, though. Yeah, and, and the, they're not seeking a greater good kind of thing they're seeking just like you said earlier they're they're just trying to put food in their mouth and survive but through circumstances they usually end up fighting for the greater good right and malcolm is such a strong-willed morally driven character that he will always end up doing the greater good that he sees over anything else even if it comes at the cost of a payday that's definitely worth something I think for the moral compass of Mal is alone puts them at a B. And again, found family dynamic. You have a lot of really good stuff there. Just sucks that Joss Whedon is the guy behind all of it. Yeah. Joss Whedon's a terrible person, if you did not know. Here's another one for you to do your, your chibi cheeks. Glitter Force. This one is interesting because it's adapted from a an anime that... We neither of us have actually seen, and I've heard a lot of people really enjoy the anime. But Saban Brands got a hold of this and basically made it Sailor Moon meets Power Rangers, made it super campy as far as like the translation goes. And you can see so much Power Rangers influence in this series that looks like Sailor Moon. I'm pretty sure we've seen the first three episodes like 20 times because those are the only ones that our kids watch. On repeat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we watched through a good chunk of the first season a a while ago. I I think just before our second kid was born. Maybe. But 
it, yeah, it's just not something we stuck through, but it, it was super cute from what I remember. And again, it gives you those Power Ranger and Sailor Moon vibes. So it's kind of fun in that aspect. Yeah, I just, I don't fully get it. They like <laughs> defeat a monster and it turns into a charm and this little squishimal <laughs> is like, oh, you've got a charm. <laughs> okay. Merchandising. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll put them at a D tier, I think, then, because they they beat the monster every week. Yeah, but there's nowhere near like that camaraderie support, like Sailor Moon. And this one was suggested by Kay from the Fuck My Work Life podcast, uh, Stabler and Benson from Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Oh, we should ask my grandma. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna. I've seen a lot of SVU, um, but because they don't have, as detectives, they don't have the ability to completely resolve the crime. I'm going to put them at a B because they can't complete the mission. It all falls onto the court system from there, which as Law & Order is one to do, they show you that there are flaws in the court system. And anyone with a working brain knows that there's flaws in the court, court system as well. Mm-hmm. Final three, Angel Investigations from the Angel series. Another Joss Whedon show, but uh, again, the dynamic of the team just kind of... I had to bring it up because we owe it to our nerd people. Oh, man. It's been so long since I've seen that. And that was like before you could record shows, so I don't know... <laughs> So I watched most of the Buffy and Angel series on box sets because of Matt and our friend Jason. For the longest time, I owned the box sets, but when I needed to clear space when I was moving out of my parents' house, I sold those. Rude. (laughs) Well, now they're all on streaming. It's fine. But I I think I would give them a B just for the puppet episode alone. I don't know if I caught that one. Oh, it's so good. We'll have to watch it. I mean, this was back on our, like, tube TV that I remember watching these, so I don't... This is back when the CW was still the WB. And again, Joss Whedon, a horrible person. And speaking of Joss Whedon being a horrible person, we have the Scooby Gang from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The original Scooby Gang. So you have Giles, Buffy, Xander, and Willow. No? <laughs> we'll, we'll give them an A for being the OG that led into Angel. And the last one, Team Voltron. This is one of those shows that you, like, just took off and watched without me. <laughs> it's true. Um, What's the princess's name? Allura. Allura. She's beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to put them in an A. They save the universe countless times, and they never ask for anything in return. I just love, like, her voice. She does have a really... Especially in the legendary Defender from Netflix, which if, you, if anyone hasn't seen it, watch it. I binge that show, like twice a year because it, it, you can just listen to it and it's so good and compelling the voice acting's on par steven young is in there uh you know him from the walking dead uh most recently the jordan peele movie nope he's an academy award nominee now and it just it's got a fantastic voice cast including josh josh keaton uh who also voiced peter parker in spectacular spider-man and uh yeah Look at that beautiful bell curve. (laughs) Are my analysis genes showing? So that is all 
36, 36, 32, I, 32 super teams that I compiled earlier today for us to talk about. We have in the S tier, which this will all go on social media once the episode's been out for like half the day. Uh, for our S tier, we have the Gummy Bears. <laughs> I think one of these things just qu- doesn't quite belong. Uh, but what? The theme song, the theme song saves it, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's unique as well. <laughs> it didn't have to go that hard. So for the S tier, we have Gummy Bears, Sailor Moon, and the Sailor Scouts, and Team Avatar Ang. A tier, we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Powerpuff Girls, Team Korra, the Scooby Gang from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Team Voltron. B tier, we have Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Fantastic Four, Silver Hawks, which just looks absolutely wild, uh, Arthur and the Tick from the Tick, the Autobots, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Mystery Inc., the Crew of Serenity, Benson and Stabler, Angel Investigations. Do you want to take C tier? No, I don't know what they have. <laughs> C tier, we have the A team, ironically. We have Paw Patrol, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Sherlock Holmes and Watson, the Doom Patrol, Thundercats, and the Expendables. D tier, we have the New Justice Team, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Boys, and Glitter Force. And in the F tier, we have The Seven and George Clooney's Ocean's Eleven. Oh, they go well together like that. <laughs> the lineups in the cards, yeah. So this was a lot of fun and uh, a good filler episode. You didn't want me to miss a week because I was thinking about just taking a week off while I was traveling. But you were like, nope, you can't miss a week. So thank you so much for being here and making the time, Ricky. Yeah, it's not going to be regular. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk Hallmark movies. That, that is the plan. As we get closer to the holiday season, we will talk some Hallmark movies and maybe uh, let you preview a few movies and give us your recommendations for the season. Speaking of Alexis Plant, Panavega. <laughs> and then we got Lacey Chabert and uh who are some of the other big ones uh she's all that I forget her name no she's in a, you know your, I'm not good at names you're the the wine winery movie or grape wine grape farm I forget oh yeah what's her name yeah she's all that that's her name yeah <laughs> she's got pretty eyes mm-hmm yeah, she got rid of the, the overalls and the ponytail, and she was fine. She's fine. <laughs> Just take off her glasses. <laughs> so thank you again, Ricky, so much for being here. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And again, if uh, you like these tier episodes, maybe we'll bring them back, make make some suggestions. You can follow the podcast at Talking Smack Pod on Twitter. You can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. You can follow me at Josh underscore star on Twitter. Thank you so much to Leo Allen for our theme music. Again, thank you, Ricky, for being here. And everyone for listening, thank you and take care. Watch Star Trek.